to the November 4th edition of the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shorten. Again, just following up from last week's podcast, I'm just shy of the 40 followers that I was trying to get to. So again, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for listening. If you're a revisiting listener, thank you again for coming. If you haven't already done so, please click follow and feel free to share it amongst your friends in your network as well. Be really, really appreciated. On today's podcast, I'm going to be counting down my top 10 big calls, starting from some mild ones and then moving all the way through to some potential hot takes and some which may be a little bit silly, but I think that they should be okay. Number 10, I've said it before, Jason Tatum, he's going to have his breakout year. I think he's going to live up to the hype and I think he's going to finish as a top five player in both eight category leagues and nine category leagues. This year, he had 24-7-3. I've spoken about him many a time on the podcast, and his biggest improvement has been his consistent three-point shot, both percentage-wise and the attempts that he's taking. He was nearly 10% up on his pre-break numbers, and he just rocketed through the playoffs. He was already pretty solid from that area, but again, he's getting stronger there. He gets to the line quite a bit, and... I would argue that he is looking like this generation's, I suppose, this next decade's Kevin Durant. He's clearly now Boston's best player. I think we saw that in the playoffs. I've mentioned it previously. Kemba, he's going to take a step back next year. I think Jalen Brown, he's going to take a step up as well. But Jason Tatum, he's the star of the show there. I think he is going to absolutely have a monster year. I think he's going to have a top five season. And yeah, that's number 10. Number nine, this is one that I really, really did enjoy. Devin Booker, I think he's going to average 30 points per game this coming season. But I think the Phoenix are going to miss the playoffs again. They're going to have a much stronger side. I think that their core of Booker, of Oubre Jr., of Aiton, throwing Mikael Bridges, maybe Ricky Rubio, although he could get traded. I think that they've got a really strong core, but Golden State are back next year. You're going to have New Orleans who are going to have a good year, and I just don't see Phoenix getting there. But Booker will do everything in his power to get there. This year, he had just shy of 27 points per game, and that was on less shots than he had the year before. That was also on less three-pointers. So he had about 18 shots per game this year, down from 19. He also only had only connected on two three-pointers per game this year, again, down from just under three last year. So if you put those together, plus his development, plus the Suns playing really quick, really exciting basketball, I think that him getting 30 points per game is just the floor, and I think that he could only get better than that. Number eight, my man, Miles Turner. He's had a bad year. We'll say. I was going to say shocking, but wasn't that bad. Had a bad year this year, so I can see him shaking off the slump on a year this year and heading back into the league, leading blocks for the course of the season. Maybe not blocks per game, but over the course of the year, total blocks, I think he's going to lead the league. Said it, I think, last pod, maybe the pod before, you get turned off of blocks. 2018-19, he had 2.7 blocks per game. That was league leading. This year, just gone, he had 2.2. I think that he's going to be up at that 2.7 to three blocks per game. How he's going to get there is based on the way that either Indiana play their basketball or obviously the new team that he goes to. 
Nate McMillan was fired for a reason. He couldn't get that offense going, and Sabonis needs to coexist with Turner. Turner's too good not to coexist with him, or they need to ship him out. In either situation, you're not letting Turner play his best basketball, and you're not letting him highlight his best skill set, which is his blocks. He plays on confidence. So when his confidence is down, both ends of the floor, he struggles. Whenever he has really high points, really high shooting percentages, has a couple of threes, then that's when his blocks tick up as well. So I absolutely see them playing a more aggressive style of basketball. I see them upping the pace as well, which obviously allows for both teams to get more possessions and allows for more opportunities for Turner to get his blocks. So I see him having 2.7 to 3 blocks per game next year and leading the league. The other reason why I say season long as opposed to just per game is because there are going to be players like Gobert, like Mitchell Robinson, like Clint Capella, maybe even Robert Williams, who are going to have some monster, monster games. But I don't think that they're going to have the durability that Miles Turner has. He rarely misses games. He rarely sits games. So I think over the course of the season, if I'm looking for a big man, he's the one I go to. Number seven, getting a little bit hotter with these. I think that DeJounte Murray, he's going to lead the league in steals next season with over two per game. The guy's awesome. I think that he is a fantastic defender. And I think next year is going to be the year where San Antonio really transition into that rebuilding team. DeJounte, he's not massive on the offensive end, does get you out of position boards, but one thing he does do is he steals the ball like crazy. All he needs is the opportunity. Where he has lacked opportunity, he has obviously lacked in the stats to follow up on that. When he has had the opportunity to get some more playing time, when he's got the opportunity to play multiple games in a row and start multiple games in a row, he really gets on a roll and he steals really do start to increase. He is the sort of player who can get you four, five, six steals per game, and that's where his specialty is. He isn't a great distributor for a point guard. He doesn't shoot a great three-pointer. He, as I said, not going to get you too many points, but he is going to steal the ball. So if you need steals, get DeJounte Mario. I can see him leading the league in steals per game next year. Number six, I've got Norman Powell. And I've got Norman Powell winning sixth man of the year only if he stays in Toronto. He has always had quite a lot of skill. He's always been a bit of a three-point specialist. But this year, in the small sample size that he had before injuries held him back, he really showcased a little bit more that he could do. More than just threes. He was driving the lane really well. He was stealing the ball really well. And I think he's going to be that complimentary scorer if they lose Fred Van Vliet. Do I think he's going to start every game? I don't because I think that they still need that rocket off the bench. But his per 36 stats this year were really, really good. As I said, small sample size, but we're looking at 20 points. We're looking at 2.73s on 50% from the field. And he's really serviceable for a late-round guy. Do I think that you're going to get him as a late-round guy in some leagues, depending on how, how strong your draft class is? But I think he's going to win six man of the year. If he's on your draft board, make sure you get him probably, I would say, 8th, ninth round, 10th at the latest. And I think that he is going to have a really, really big year, getting close to that 20 points, getting close to those 2.73s, and he'll win the sixth man of the year. 
Now, number five, I have been a little bit, I've been a little bit off on this guy for a long time, and I'm starting to come around because I'm seeing where the upticks in his game are and how easy it's going to be for him to get there. This person I'm talking about is Luka Doncic. I think that he's going to have a great year. I think he could very well win MVP. That's not the hot take because this is about fantasy, not real life. And I think that he's going to increase his free throw to 80%. And I think he's going to finish inside the top three for eight category leagues. But I don't think that'll be the case for nine category leagues. Year just gone, his second year in the league, 29 points, 9.4 boards, 8.8 assists on 46% field and 76% from the line. That's on nine shots per game. I don't think he's going to get to the line anymore, but if he's going to the free throw line nine times per game and he's getting you 80% of those, that is going to take him from a top 10 player to a top three player. I don't think anything else needs to change there. But he gets his free throw to 80%. He becomes a top three player. And I can see him doing it. He's got a really, really nice shot. He doesn't get up there, look a bit awkward like LeBron does, looks like he is got a bit of a mechanical shot. It's a fluid shot. It's a shot that he uses from the mid-range. It's a shot he uses from the three-point line. It's a shot he uses from a couple of meters behind the three-point line. and it's always looked really fluid. It's always looked like a high arcing shot. And I think that it could come down to a little bit of the yips, could come down to a little bit of fatigue in the games, but his total percentage is going to increase to about 80%. Number four, maybe a player that the average listener may not know about, but if you're listening to a basketball fantasy podcast, At the start of November, when we haven't even got a start date, you're probably going to know who this guy is. We're talking about Luke Kennard. He is a very, very underrated player, and Detroit are very, very bad. I think that next year, he's going to average 20 points per game and six assists per game. Now, how do I get to that? This year, he only played 28 games. Yes, he did have injuries. Yes, we were obviously in a shortened season because of COVID, but... We're looking at just shy 16 points and four assists. He's per 36 sample. We're looking at 17.5 points per game, and we're looking at 4.5 assists per game. Yes, that is just shy of my 20 and 6 prediction, but Derek Rose is still there. Derek Rose is still broken. He's getting older. I don't know if they're even going to keep him. There's no reason for them to keep him. Blake Griffin is still there. Blake Griffin still sucks. Blake Griffin is still super injury prone. Even if he is fit, which he should be fit come the start of the season, I don't give him too many games before he goes down or he gets traded away and they go into a full rebuild mode. And I think Luke Kennard is going to play a lot of point guard minutes. I think he's going to have the ball in his hand a lot. He's going to be creating a lot. He's going to be creating his own shot a lot. So I think that having a 20 point and six assist game is, I, I don't even think that's too much of a hot take. I think that's probably going to be the bar for him. I think he's going to have a really, really good year. And 20 and 6 is somebody that I want a part of, and I think he'll get there. So Luke Kennard at number four for my hot takes, pick him up. Number three, again, somebody who not everybody will be too familiar with, but I think that Kevin Porter Jr. will be the waiver wire pickup of the year. 
and he'll average 16 points, five rebounds, and five assists with a combined two steals and blocks. So I did have Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be the best Porter Jr. in the league, but I don't think that's exactly true. I think he'll be the second best Porter Jr. in the league behind Michael and ahead of Otto. But I think that for a lot of the leagues, he will be forgotten and he'll probably go undrafted. This is for kind of 10 and 12-man leagues where you get to the back end and you're taking a few flies. He's not going to be one that you that jumps off the page because he had a mediocre year. He only really had 10 points, three rebounds, a couple of assists, played 50 games, only played 23 minutes. He's coming off the bench probably behind... Colin Sexton, maybe behind Chetty Osman, but he's not going to be one of those sexy names that jumps out at you. I do think that if you sleep on him, though, you will regret it. He He's on a team that is completely rebuilding. He's coming into his second year in the league. He will be given all the opportunities in the world to either make or break it. And I think that he's going to have a really good year. I think that 16, 5 and 5 is completely within his wheelhouse. The combined two steals and blocks, whether it goes one on one, I don't know. Whether he goes, you know, half a steal and one and a half blocks, I doubt. I think it'll probably be split more towards maybe 1.3 steals and 0.7 blocks or something like that. But overall, I think that he's primed for a really good year. He's had a lot of time off. He's had a lot of time to learn the plays. He's had a lot of time to work and be in the gym with his teammates. I think he's going to have a really good year. And I think he's going to be the wave of wire pickup of the year. Number two on the hot takes is is Giannis. Whether he stays or whether he leaves Milwaukee, I think that everyone who drafts Giannis is going to be reaching for him, and I think he's going to finish the year ranked outside of the top 15 overall value in both eight-category leagues and nine-category leagues. If he stays, they're going to bring in some more pieces, and his usage will probably go down. They will probably nurse him through a bit so that he can play some big minutes in the playoffs. And I think that Milwaukee will, like they did this year, run away with the regular season and top the seeding by quite a number of games. If he leaves, I realistically only see him going to a title contender. And the same thing applies. He's going to be surrounded by good players. He's going to be surrounded by players who are going to take touches off him. Yes, he will have probably a Maybe a similar year to what he had this year, but that is the absolute cap. His steals have dropped off every year since probably the 2016 season. Blocks are the same. Can't shoot a free throw. In fact, is the worst in the league tanking free throw. He has a really ugly three-point shot, which if I'm a defender, I'm sagging off that every single day. And I just don't see Giannis's fantasy value getting any better than it currently is. So yeah, that's my... Second hot take, he's going to finish the season outside of the top 15. You know what? I'm even going to say he's going to finish in the top. He's going to finish in the 20s. He's going to finish 20 or worse for eight and nine category leagues. I just, I don't see it happening and I don't want him. Finally, the hottest of hot takes, and I could potentially lose some followers for this, but I think that Zion Williamson will finish the year ranked outside of the top 75 in both eight category leagues and nine category leagues. I think he's going to get drafted very high. I think he'll be drafted probably third and fourth rounds for most leagues, which is fine. He's an excitement machine, but I don't see his value staying there for season-long leagues. He contributes really, really well in points. 
I'll give you that. The same in field goal, same in rebounds. I'll give you that. Can't shoot a three-pointer. Can't shoot a free throw. He doesn't really assist too well except for some, you know, long Hail Mary passes down the court or some dish out of the post to a shooter. I don't see him getting more than maybe two and a half per game. It'll come down to his steals and blocks. He's a dynamic player. He's a strong player, but I see them nursing him through the year. I think he'll get some solid blocks. I think he'll get some solid steals. He'll almost tackle players to get the ball, but he's not going to average more than a steal, more than a block, and he's going to finish outside the top 75. I like the guy. Don't get me wrong. I love New Orleans, but he just doesn't do enough across the board. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you. Next week, I'm going to do a double deep dive. So if you've got any suggestions, let me know. Maybe I'll do the two LA sides. Maybe I'll do the two sides from New York. As always, if you have any questions or comments, shoot them through to fantasylandbasketballgmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at Mark Fantasyland. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe.